You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Is it working? Hey. And we're back. Today is a crossover episode. Welcome to Future Friday slash Things I Used to Lie About. This is the funniest episode I've ever done, and that is because I'm joined by the brilliant and hilarious Kate Peterman. She is a writer, actor, podcaster. She's the writer and star of the live show People Pleaser. Has a weekly feel-goodish podcast called Things I Used to Lie About, the uh, crossover. She has an upcoming podcast season called Cisco and Treebird present a Christmas podcast, Spectacular on Ice, in which her uh, co-host, Raised Jehovah's Witness, and Kate Peterman, Raised Catholic, review classic Christmas movies. Uh, they're both hilarious, and it's going to be great. Kate is a dear old friend of mine, and I'm infinitely proud of her and inspired by her. Uh, and I hope you are, too. Oh, don't listen to this with your kids. Their uh, precious little hearts and minds are in danger. Actually, more so, you'd probably be in danger of having to answer some awkward questions about sexy stuff and how you promise not to fuck their life up and pass on your ancestral trauma rooted in 20th century wars from your grandparents. Uh, you can find her on Instagram, at Kate Peterman, and Twitter, at Katie P. Without further dribble, here's Kate Peterman. It's, there it is. There it it's is. Rolling. Oh, shit. Hell yeah. I'm back. Oh, my God. I forgot everything I had to say. <laughs> <laughs> well, how... Well, yeah, I guess we should figure... This is things I used to lie about the podcast and also... And also Future Friday. And also Future Friday. It's it's a crossover episode like when Urkel was on Full House. It, that's ex- that's what came to mind. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what this is. <laughs> this is what we're curating the episode around. Yeah. I love it. Oh, I loved crossover episodes. There's one of Brooklyn Nine-Nine and New Girl, too. Whoa. I did mm-hmm. not know that. Yeah. Those are both shows that I don't watch, but like, <laughs> but like very much. I feel like I always oh, yeah. see like clipped uh, gifs, gifs, uh-huh. gifs, gifs. Someone's gonna be mad them, that I, I call, call it gif. No, I think that it's gif. Yeah, I think, I think the first word is, is graphic, though. So wouldn't it be a g? I mean, I call it a gif. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then sometimes I mom out and call it a meme, and I get corrected because yeah. <laughs> it's moving. Because it is moving. Yeah, yeah, which I also think is a meme. Whatever. Well, a meme is matter. also a bigger idea. A meme is like a cultural vessel. Like, oh yeah, I hate know? that I started talking about that guy. I, this is who I am. That's fine. This is who I am. <laughs> <laughs> Part of the internet. I know. Oh, yeah. I get it. Okay. Uh, I just have it. to lean into, lean in. Yeah. Just yeah, like, yeah. Hey, I am. I fucking lean in. <laughs> lean in. This is me leaning in. Right. So, anywho, thanks for coming by. See ya. Yeah, see ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Love here in bright, What's... sunny, dry Los Angeles. Yeah. How do you how do you format your your guy? Uh, so I do. I look up. It's usually one of my friends uh, from music, or mm-hmm. or you know, my friend Mike Casey was on. He's a magician, and Toby was on. He did. Uh, he he runs record label. Um, my friend Nick was on, who's also a musician, but works uh, a little bit uh, behind the scenes. I usually would look at interviews that they did in the past and kind okay. of pull some things out of there. And I also hit up some of their friends and ask them, uh, be like, hey, what can I ask them about? That kind of shit. Oh, you know? cool. So, and then try to guide it through. There is one thing I do that I ask everybody the same five questions that oh. I'll ask you later. And then I'm going to take those and cut them into episodes. But I haven't announced that yet. So oh. that's like the secret announcement oh, cool. I guess right now. So I guess you picked now. <laughs> I guess I picked right now. Well, I'll explain what it is. Yeah. Cool, cool, but cool. I like cool, it. For cool, me, cool. the podcasting is, is really fun because I'm already doing music. Yeah. Uh, and I love podcasts so much. And I think that yeah. there's a really um, important thing about regarding spoken word. I think people can take in information better. I can, t- I can, I love reading, but I can also mm-hmm. really take in an information and remember it when somebody says it. So yeah. Like when you're sure. radio lab and shit, it's like so cool. Yeah. I feel I don't listen to podcasts as at all. 
<laughs> I have a couple, and I don't listen to them even. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, I feel like you would have a really good voice for it. I think it's because I can't concentrate. It's hard for me to concentrate. I'll listen when I'm driving sometimes. Okay, sure. Yeah. yeah, totally. Other than that, it's really hard for me to concentrate. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, if, if you, who has three hours that they can focus on yeah. something? Like, you ever hear a hardcore history, that one podcast? It's uh-uh. like a super in-depth dive into different historical events, but each episode's like four hours long. And there'll be 10 episodes on the one topic. You know, it'll be like 40 hours of listening. Yeah, I can't do it. No. Nope. I can't do it. I wouldn't, I, I, I also think that lately because of the internet and because of the world and all of the access to information, I, when I watch or like, if I'm going to listen to something or any sort of entertainment, I'm like, I need it to just, I need to check out. I need to be like es- escaping. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And it's like a, a recreation and like just like a, a breath from or like a, a breath from your life. You know. Yeah. I just feel like I go down too many internet spirals. Like I was really, I was, <laughs> I was texting my friend the other day, like worried about this one celebrity's mental health. And then I was like, oh, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't washed my dishes in like four days. Why am I worried about this celebrity's mental health? Right. <laughs> Whatever. And I, I always wonder, like, thinking, like, that's, like, a new phenomenon, but I think it might not be. You know, everybody had yeah. their, like, fables and folklore and yeah. shit, and you're, like, worried about the... Think about how many people used to, like, pack a courtroom when a murderer was on trial. You know, that kind of shit. Dude, I almost... I was on jury duty. <laughs> Did which, you get picked? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. What, what was it? Um, Can it you was... say it? Are you going to go to jail? No, I could say it. <laughs> I'd like to see them try. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'd be like, oh, well, I'll pay you to put me in jail. <laughs> do you want me to oh, yeah. do you want me to drive? <laughs> uh, but I got jury duty. I got summoned. And then when I went, it was for like a contract thing. It was really stupid. It's super boring. So it was like a civil case. Yeah. Lame. But right down the hall. So I got called at eight or nine. Something like that. Doesn't matter. And then at the next time slot. They were filling a murder trial. Damn it! And You're I fucking so didn't. Close. Get, I, I was I was in the building. Wow. I was in the building. It, luckily, it wasn't like a high profile case, so yeah, it would yeah. I would honestly, it probably would have ruined my life to do it. Yeah, I I would have been like, oh, but look at him. <laughs> it would have been bad. It would have been real bad. Yeah, oh, you know what's wild? Since the last time you were here, my neighbor died. Oh, oh man, I remember you talking about that? I'm so sorry to hear that. No, not that neighbor. Oh, okay. he's still kicking. <laughs> <laughs> It was really fucked up. My neighbor across the hall. Oh, I, no. I, I, it was wild. He, there was like, I got home and two of the women down the hall who are like, like, like to gossip and okay, stuff like yeah, that yeah. were outside. They're like, something's going on with him about my neighbor across the hall. And I yeah. was like, I got home and I heard like a crazy loud crash. And I was like, shit, is he okay? And they were like, I, we don't know. Like they were scared. They were oh, like, no. and he doesn't, he wouldn't talk really. Like he would just, I said hi to him maybe like twice in four years or four times in two years. Okay. And then I text, I texted my landlord and my landlord's like, do you think we need to call the cops? And I was like, well, I think everyone's entitled to privacy and I'm not going to be like the white person calling the cops. You know what I mean? When I just hear a loud noise. So yeah. I was like, no, I think he's okay. I think he's just like dealing with something. And he died. Damn. Yeah. That's so heavy. Yeah. So you heard the you heard the the physical incident, you know, like the bang. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, so I just wild. thought I'd bring it down. And, yeah, I take it there. You we'll know, just talk take about it down. I just figured I'd write, write into it, talk about 
You know? I think you piled it all in there. We had uh, class politics, race. Yeah, uh, yeah. Everything kind of loaded. So pick your poison, my dude. (laughs) (laughs) What do you want to chat about? (laughs) Uh, It's funny. All right, so one of the five questions uh, that I ask everybody which is, uh, what do you think happens when you die? Which is super cheesy and kind of catches people off guard. But after the questions before it, it's kind of like, you know, whatever, like whatever response to it. Yeah. So it could go there, kind of. Sure. Yeah, you Let's know. go there. I guess you just... I was like... Well, I mean, it was actually kind of... I guess... I guess... Hey, you know what? I'm going to lean in to what it is. I'm yeah. Gonna, uh, it was after... It was only a few weeks after Spencer passed away. Yeah. Uh, so I was already like... I don't know. I was ha- like, I was thinking a lot about it anyway. And yeah. I, and then that happened. I was like, I don't... I, I weirdly felt an, like an odd piece about it. After a while, like, I don't know, obviously, what happens, but I don't, I don't, I felt a weird piece yeah. about it. Like, it's all fine. That's, I mean, that's amazing that yeah. you took that from it. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, for anybody listening who doesn't know, Spencer's our, our good friend who uh, passed away very, extremely unexpectedly and suddenly uh, yeah. in the beginning of July. Yeah. Um, yeah. Super fucked up. It is super fucked up. It is. Uh, it has taken that for 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 me after he passed. We've had a lot of friends who died over the years. Um, some of them taking their own life. A lot of them like overdoses. Some of them, one of them got sick. That kind of shit. But the Spencer passing was like just reminding you that you could literally just die. Yeah. Uh, and sometimes you could get. I mean, p- me personally, I don't know how it is for you. I get anxiety about that or certain situations when you're like out of have no control, like you're on an airplane and you're like, I'm on this fucking airplane, you know, I can't yeah. move, like, yeah. you start getting panicky, that kind of shit. It's the control thing, because I never yeah. used to get, like, panic attacks before and now I'm getting them a lot and I think it's because, like, like even last night I drove, uh, Tom is in a band called The Menzingers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm wearing your shirt. I'm you wearing the wearing Menzinger shirt. shirt that yep. I got fresh last night. <laughs> yeah, which you can get at. No, which you get at... Somewhere some, online. On the sites of line. Yeah. Anyway, um... <laughs> Oh uh, shit! Oh, but like last night, I was like, "Oh, I can't be in the back of a of a lift right now. I have to drive." Like I had, I needed to have control at some point, and then yeah, yeah it's crazy. Like if I, I, whew, she's panicking. Yeah, that's what I thought about last night too. Is uh, oh man, I didn't want to be so like heavy and sad. Okay, maybe if I just get it all out, then yeah, it'll totally. be funny. It does. It's he- we could be heavy and <sighs> sad and good. You know, man. Yeah. I don't know about you, but. More often than not, when I get uh, deeply personal, people are more responsive to that. But yeah. I can't tell if that's because more people who listen to the podcast like that or just that's the type of person that will say something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That. I don't know. Oh, yeah, he's his food is up there. Well, yeah, he's also okay. sniffing at you. That's, yeah, my cat sniff. Pete is, uh, he's joining us. Yeah, he's um, climbing on the Pelican case that I keep <laughs> all the stuff in. Yeah. But I like, I feel like this album your latest release uh-huh. is my favorite so far thank you so much yeah i'm like it's the one i've loved all of them but i feel like this one is i relate so much to it yeah uh and i thought about that with um like the idea of control and like every time i would like every time i would go home i felt like there were certain people who were staples who i would definitely see like they were part of philadelphia yeah you know what i mean and and now every time i go like i just feel like oh shit you know what i mean like it just feels like a lot more and i'm noticing like my parents are getting like grayer yeah and stuff and it's just i don't know where i'm going with it man there's a a website you can go to you can look it up uh you google like 
I don't know, parent visit calculator or something like that. Uh huh. And this is you can go in and, and see put in your parents' respective ages and like country location and stuff. This uh-huh. is, I see how your face is getting it's it, it's no, pretty no, crazy. No, no, go there. But it's good. <laughs> uh, and you see how many times a year or, or whomever, it doesn't have to be your parents. It could it could be like a person or you know, whatever. Uh, what the average life expectancy is for them and their gender and their um, like, where they live. Yeah. And then how many times a year you see them, and then it'll calculate how, how many, many times, times you'll probably see them until they die. Oh, and, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I and, hate it. Yeah, it's fucked up. But Who it puts it in perspective. I don't know. Some kid <laughs> who's stoned, I mean, that's like the only time... Maybe someone who like didn't want to see their family. They're like, all right, only like seven more times. Yeah, or one of those people <laughs> that's just really obsessed with numbers, but isn't quite like that far on the spectrum, you know? Like, yeah. Still... But yeah, it's uh, it's intense because then it makes you. It reminds me. It makes me call my mom a lot more. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, which, if you're listening to this, you should you should call your mom. Call your call your call your family. Yeah, unless you have one of those no contact kind of situations, which you, is fine. Hey, just, boundaries. Hey, you gotta you gotta do it. Big into boundaries these yeah, days. Right? Really love them. Literally, I was just telling you about the other podcast uh, that I'm doing, this, like, Christmas podcast, and I talked about how uh, I think that Jimmy Stewart's character, uh, what the hell's his name in in It's a Wonderful Life? George. George Bailey. George Bailey, that's it. (laughs) Uh, Could have stood to use some more boundaries. Yeah, I (laughs) did. He definitely, definitely I mean, they could really have took to like that boundaries. codependence, the human condition, all over that movie. Yeah, man, that's uh, exactly. <laughs> I can't wait to have that rewatch that this year with a framework because I probably haven't watched it like in like five years. Yeah, that's so fucking funny yeah. through that lens. He had one thing that he wanted to do: explore. Yeah. Why couldn't he do that for a minute? Exactly. Everyone's like, oh, the whole world will fall <laughs> apart. And now everyone's like, and then I watched it. And I was like, the whole world will fall apart if I leave. Yeah. That's how I feel about freaking everything. And I blame It's a Wonderful Life. It could be. Maybe you watched it at that formative age. In those formative ages. <laughs> that and going to, you know, Catholic Church where they just, it's just fear. Yeah. There's a whole lot of fear. <laughs> Speaking of death. But yeah. the <laughs> Also, not to get too sidetracked, but I have an uncle who speaks in the exact same like dialect and vernacular as George Bailey from that movie, he talks Shut. like Shut. He, yep, he uses the, some of the same words. Like I love him. He's, he's, Aw, he's, treat. he's hot dog. Yeah, yeah. He uh, and he has that kind of like it's not a mid Atlantic accent, but it's yeah. definitely like an old timey. Like, yeah. Oh no, you know. That's how the newspapers out today. Yeah, he talks like that. Don't and he's come around like, here. Yeah, he's like fifty five. Oh hell but, yeah. Uh, he, he he's spoken like that my entire life. But yeah, the whole uh, having the people in the place, especially that we've left now, you know, or that you spend a lot of time away from home. Yeah. You look at some of the anchors and like things that you thought would be there, people and things that you thought would just be there forever and you see them change and that can just bring the deepest sadness. Yeah. Yeah. But I think you can get the greatest happiness from it too because you can be, you appreciate it more. Yeah. You appreciate it more. Like the weird thing. You realize you're in control. You know, the only only constant is kind of you, you know? Yeah. Oh, he's laying down. Yeah, little oh, yeah, 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 he's, he's a good him. boy. He's very <laughs> nice. Yeah, man. I feel like I've actually gotten closer to some of my friends through this year. Yeah. Because it was a shitty year. But also, there were great things that happened, too. You know? Fuck it. Yeah. Totally. Good and bad. Fuck it. And then there's the whole days thing. For me, it's like uh, you think about a kid, like a little baby. Uh-huh. Um if it's like two weeks old, a day is like, you know, 3% of its life or whatever. And Dang. now as we get older, each day is just getting shorter and shorter and shorter just by a measure of, you know, being <laughs> divided. So like that this just... This is the most depressed I've been <laughs> in the longest time. <laughs> God damn it, Tom. But no, I love it. It's great. 
And I think just like licking those things, and you don't have to confront. Not licking, looking at lick, those things. Lick so I have those a tiny things. Cold. You could lick them. The thing is, is, is that you only have so many days. The last episode yeah. I I put out, I was like talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is where I'm trying to go with it. <laughs> about how. I said it's going to be come city up in this bitch. Because <laughs> I feel like I've wasted a lot of my days not doing that. Yeah, you should. And it's going to be, that's, so the days are more um, important now. Yeah. That's what my 30s are going to be for. Because my really 20s, I was just like a little old prude. Oh, yeah. I feel like 30s is like, well, not only biologically, women reach their sexual peak in mid-30s, right? Oh, no shit. That's yeah. funny. I just stayed on the bench until... You I was ready, ready to be LeBron. <laughs> You're just so sharpening LeBron the axe. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's me, baby. That's what they're going to call me. That's what they're going to call you. Because I've heard dudes use that euphemism a lot. They'll be like, oh, man, that was the Barry Bonds of fucking... That'd be the one that uses, like, fake, fake tits and stuff. <laughs> She's got that Larry Bird pussy. <laughs> Oh man, that I don't want to have the visual that I had when you said that. Ever I, thought of, I thought of Larry Bird, who also like a, a combination of him and Big Bird in someone's Which he vagina. Looks like. He kind of looks like Big Bird, yeah. and his last name is really Bird, right? Wow, and maybe that's why we made the made the association. He's a yeah. bird. He's a bird. He's a big bird. Just all pale and Boston and he. Yeah, damn. Yeah. I went to a basketball game recently, the Clippers game. Yeah, how was that? Box seats. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get it. I get it. I also get the Kardashians a little bit more. Well, because they're attached to basketball? Yeah. And they're always, I feel like they're always at basketball games. That makes sense. I, I hate the Kardashians, but. Yeah, I can't. I mean, I whatever. I don't get it. But I, oh, man. That's what I was like. You know what? That was more inspiring to be successful than anything else. I was like, courtside seats one day, for the oh, love of yeah. God. That's pretty sick. How cool. How cool would that be? The measure of success, a courtside seat at a Los Angeles basketball team game? Dude, uh, Adam Devine was there. It was his birthday. <laughs> and they showed him on the Jumbotron. And then when we were walking out, because we parked in <laughs> the VIP section. <laughs> Maybe you've heard of it. Maybe. <laughs> uh, my friend got them for free because she works for NBC. That's why. Oh, cool. Fair <laughs> enough. Yeah. I mean, but that's like I feel like the people who the the people at courtside they don't pay for those tickets, right? I don't know. You know, that's not maybe. A thing. I don't know. Maybe. Well, anywho, when we were walking through the parking lot, I'm pretty sure I saw his car. That was the end of that great story, <laughs> and it was really important that I told Wait, you. Wait, I just had to ask you. What? How would you know it was his car? I was like, look at that car. And it's real nice. <laughs> it was really nice. <laughs> was it covered in like uh, 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 video game tattoos that you'd pick a character? <laughs> then on the bed, the, the plate, it just said, it had like a couple numbers and then it said ADM. Adam. Oh, okay. So I don't know. I mean, that's some that's some. And then I tried to look it, look it up on... On uh, Instagram, I you probably... just go on his Instagram, look in the background, see his <laughs> car. He's trying to find his car. Or if he takes like a driving selfie, and you're like, "That's the seat of a yeah. Cadillac STS." And then I was That's like, as nice we were in the car, I, I was like, "I gotta stop this. I gotta. St I'm in the. 
I'm trying to be in the arena with all of these people. I can't keep stalking <laughs> people like I'm a fan. <laughs> You're just, uh, that's your focus outlet. I guess, just, yeah. Just, uh, You just point your radar, you point your laser at, at whatever. I always thought I was going to be a Jim from The Office, but it turns out I'm a Kelly and a little bit of Andy. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's like, Andy's so annoying. I'm like, yeah, he's so annoying. He's, I'm like, I have so much in common with him. Yeah, right? He's an underrated character, I would he say. He is. Especially in the later seasons, you know? Yeah. The last, the, I hate what they did with him in the very, very last season, though. You know, I never watched the last maybe two seasons. Oh. I watched the last episode. Okay. Uh, so I kind of sussed out. And I'm sure I read the Wikipedia summary. That's what I do. I'll watch a show and be like, this is a nice episode, but I don't have the time i'm gonna read all of the wikipedia summaries that is so funny because if there is something like a movie or a show over reading i pick the thing to watch yeah and you just read about a fun tv show to watch yeah i know which is pretty bad because i didn't get any of the jokes all i got was like the dry (laughs) shit that they came up with to make the story move yeah yeah you know what's funny uh so the show the office is set in scranton yeah hell yeah tom is from scranton yep I am West from side. Kingston, which is <laughs> West Side. <Yep. laughs> Jesus Christ! If there's, that's the only section of Scranton that you'd be from where you would say something. West Side. <laughs> I didn't know that there was like all different sides of Scranton. Oh yeah, you got South Side, West Side, North Side, and East Side. <laughs> uh, North Scranton and oh. then East Scranton. They don't get a side on theirs. Oh dang! Yeah. And then there's all little neighborhoods within them. You know, West Side is that? Who has the Steamtown Mall? That's. Downtown. Just, that's downtown. Yeah, it's yeah. downtown. It's that's on the Scranton. south side of downtown, but you wouldn't, no one would know that. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that's Scranton to me, the Steamtown Mall <laughs> and nothing else. <laughs> Fair enough. Which now is uh, condos, an aquarium, a community college. It's not the Steamtown Mall anymore? It is, but all the stuff's gone. Like all, the sh- all the shops? Yeah, mostly. Son of a bitch. That's pretty much every I'm mall so in the country. I'm so sick of everything changing. <laughs> Like I was thinking about Stay that last same. Night. as I was leaving, I was like, I'm I'm so mad that people continue living their lives when I'm not around. Right? <laughs> Can't just be the same exact way when I got when I, I where I left it. I just stay the same. They cut down a big tree in, in Kingston. It was a big tree, and I was like, for a second, I was like, no, not that. And I was like, what the fuck do I care about this tree? Yeah. Whatever. Anyway, from Scranton, and we were talking last night about uh ramen noodles yeah, and we i didn't know right. <laughs> <laughs> and it wasn't until i got out to la that i even learned what ramen was because i thought it was only a cup of noodles and i yeah. didn't know it was a whole thing oh it's a whole cuisine it's that a people cuisine. have been eating for probably a really long time a very long time all we knew was the cup noodles and the uh bricks and the, the top ramen packaging. yeah, yeah top and ramen. i could not believe that it was i was like god what in the hell oh yeah i'm pretty sure half my siblings called it raymond <laughs> first off and I also didn't know what ramen was besides that until like three years of touring where I yeah. had been to other countries and shit already. And yeah. It's like, wait, every restaurant isn't an Italian restaurant? <laughs> where do I get pierogies at? Where's the halushka? I call, what do you call the one, um, it's like a sausage, but it's not, it starts with a K. Kibasa. You call it kibasa. Or kibasi is what I call kibasi. it. Kibasi, yeah, 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 that's what yeah, I call it too. Yeah, definitely. I'm, trying, <laughs> I can't, I'm not yeah, going to yeah. put on airs here. You know, <laughs> stick my pinky out. Yeah, it was funny. Kibasa, if a... Uh, kibasa... Yeah, I got nothing. I feel like there was more uh, Pol- Pol- Polish Americans in Kingston, maybe. Yeah, in maybe. In that area. Maybe. It's funny, we grew up in such a, uh, like... Um, 
ethnically diverse place as far as like northern southern europe goes yeah uh, like each of those places came over to work in the mines and not that long ago so each neighborhood kept its own thing yeah and you have like you know you're polish it was the summer of like potato pancakes it that's, was summer potato pancakes <laughs> that's what it was it was pierogies and potato pancake summers hell yeah yeah uh my grandfather's lithuanian oh see yeah right like i'm sure most people listening have never met anyone of lithuanian descent, i mean they it, know yeah this is white yeah, it's just yeah, it's just kind of a hodgepodge. But yeah. it's funny. I feel like we can actually see. You can see like the subtle yeah. facial differences yeah, between yeah. people. Like, that guy's Polish. Yeah. Yeah. True. Dang. What a place. What a weird. That's yeah, great. Weird I want to make a northeastern Pennsylvania cookbook zine. <laughs> I really want to. I think it'll be so fun. A cookbook fun. zine. That's yeah, fun. Like a zine. You know, like you can photocopy it. Yeah. But uh, I'll call it a cookbook because it'll just be oh, just different recipes. Like, yeah, different. Uh, would it be like a monthly one? A no, I, I, I can't commit to something sure. like that. You know? like, I, I also don't like committing to not committing to things right. from the office. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, if I yeah. flake, I flake. Exactly. So this idea that I'm manifesting right now, half of it is my yeah. subconscious being like, if you say it, you'll probably do it. Yeah. But it'll be added to like the 900 things I'll never do. Hell yeah. But all of like grandmas and grandpas with all those amazing recipes, yeah. you know? Of, like, weird food that you will never see anywhere. True, Like, yeah. uh, different cabbages and, like, um, you know, all that stuff. A lot of, like, yellow food. <laughs> there is a lot of yellow food. It's, like, a lot of, like, it looks like all butter. Yeah. Because a lot of it's butter. Yeah, it's, like, what can we feed these people so that they can work in a mine for 12 hours? Yeah, that's and, wild. Uh, back out. I found out that my grandfather, when his dad was working in the mine, my grandfather like Ron Swanson, would carve guns out of pieces <laughs> of wood. Like he would machine, he would carve the wood and then machine the fucking and make the metal it, parts. No, he would just make it look like a gun. Like he would uh, okay. like little toy guns. Like little kids, yeah, yeah. For yeah. little kids, and then he would sell them at the mines. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ! He just covered in soot, standing next He's to. Like, it. do wow. you want to buy this wooden gun for your family? Damn. Yeah. That's wild. Wild. Since he, yeah, he worked since he was like eight. Yeah. Wild. That was the same thing with my, my great grandfathers, my grandfather as well. They, yeah. uh, two, I just found out recently that my both of my great grandfathers on my dad's side uh-huh. died of black lung. Jesus yeah. Christ. And on my mom's side, one of them was one of the, the treasurers for one of the mining companies. And after the Knox mine disaster, uh-huh. which I'm sure no one knows. <laughs> But everyone from northeastern Pennsylvania knows, like, uh, it's like a dozen or more miners died in this uh, terrible flood because the mine companies got greedy and they drilled too close to the uh, to the river down there in uh, in, in Luzerne County. Uh, but he was a treasurer there, and he died of a heart attack a month after that from like the Jesus guilt and all that. Jesus Christ! Yeah, what a place! Because right? that's not far removed from us. No, there's like mining shit in my parents' basement. You know, you just Dude, like find that. and like they. Like, our grandparents, like, they definitely, like, I know my grandfather worked in the mine for a little bit and then raised my parents. And so, of course, I go to therapy. (laughs) (laughs) That's like, yeah. It's, of course, they worked in the mines. They didn't have, imagine someone in the mines saying, oh, I'm going to take a mental health day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right after I get my boots from the company store. (laughs) I'm going to take a mental health day when I eat my... Ham sandwich and halushki. Yeah. I'm surprised we haven't developed mind features, you know, like <laughs> like more beady eyes that would work better in the dark. Thicker skin hands. <laughs> I have pretty thick feet skin. <laughs> 
<laughs> you know they work in the mines barefoot. Because yeah, they worked barefoot. <laughs> I think. <laughs> oh, oh no! My God. It is funny how like everyone was economically tied to it, no matter what you did. So yeah. you're a teacher. You taught the kids from the mines. You know. So. Wow. Yeah, east, uh, there's a section of Scranton Green Ridge that has uh, really nice houses, uh-huh. and that was where the Foremans all lived, so that's uh-huh. like where that came from. Damn! Yeah. The, my Lebanese family came because they sold produce, and that like came in. Not fucking, I really feel shit. like we are District 12. We- <laughs> <laughs> I, think we I feel like it's really, like she bow hunts. Yeah. Right? Yeah, you're right. Damn. Yeah. Just out there, hunting the king's deer. Wild. Yeah. Hunting the king's deer. Yeah, or the queens or whatever. But uh, yeah, you mentioned that whole like no matter we have to go, no wonder we have to go to therapy. I love the fact that the kind of uh, concept of inherited trauma and epigenetics has become a part of the the pop culture. Oh, kind it's of, great uh, vernacular and realm because it not only does it make sense, and sometimes I get worried that it makes sense so you can use it as like a crutch or a descriptive of your behavior and shit like that. But you realize that it's that if they're fighting epigenetically. It's totally true. You can change the genes that you pass on based off of like. Your circumstances, including violent trauma and shit like that. Um, yeah. yeah. And I think it's cool to be able to realize – maybe it's just a gateway to realizing not everything is your fault. You know, It's kind yes. of like, uh, oh, well, if I behave this way because of the shit that happened with my parents when I was a kid, they definitely behave that way because of the insane shit – you know, oh, a mine explosion, your fucking uncle's dead. Yeah. And, and growing up Catholic, they would just put the body in the living room and everybody would just look at it for a couple of days. So fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? What? No, fly. Oh, there was a fly that almost went into the coffee. Oh. Um, that's what's so weird. So I talked about this on the last episode a little bit about how I feel like I was talking about why I was the way I was for so long. Yeah. And I think that is like, sort of a crutch right like it's sort of a slippery slope and then eventually it's like okay fuck it what now you know like let's move forward uh but yeah i was thinking about like even even with the way that people drink like back home and what it's i mean that's the whole point of like or a big part of my uh one person show is that like the three the places that i'm in and the one person show is like the my home and then a bar in a church and then my fantasy yeah so it's like there was a bar at a church on every corner. People drink every so corner. fucking much because there was no, there was nothing else to do. Yeah, and a lot of the churches are closing, but all the bars are still open. All the bars are still. <laughs> bars will always, well, uh, yeah, bars will always be in business. Yeah, it's it's what a wild place. Yeah, it's a weird uh, that cycle. There it was like yeah. it's you worked, and then there's a lot of great things and beautiful. Uh, kind of like music and food, like we were talking about, like yeah. culture and the community is like stronger than anywhere I've encountered. For uh, sure, you know, like somebody was in trouble, everyone helped out. And yeah, that was the thing that is that shit. I think that's the same thing that I liked from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, everyone did come together to help him. You know what I mean? Like I think that there were a lot of things that I really liked, but there, um, and that I think made me an arguably good person. Yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, like I. Uh, but yeah, I do like that people are talking about it more about the cycle of trauma because totally. Good lord. Yeah, I feel like not fully equipped to to like talk to it from like a cl- you know from like a clinical standpoint. Yeah, like what is really the deep dive of stuff? Right. But I think just talking about it at all is is fine. You know, we're not going to send anybody. Nobody's going to behave in a way that's self destructive because yeah. we're talking about fucking inherited uh, Inher- trauma. From yeah, it. I mean that's th- like it's so crazy because when my when I was in Philly the one time my grandfather was in the hospital. Peter! The cat is pulling the blanket down from behind the couch. It's kind of awesome. He's being a real pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, 
my my grandfather was on he was going through chemo and that like the kind he was on or something it was making him like it wasn't making him sick it was making him let out all of the emotions that he had never let out before no kidding so he was telling me like all these stories about being out like in korea um and fighting and like he turned 18 jumping out of a helicopter Jesus, and like crazy shit and he was crying when he was saying it like wow. talking about old friends and stuff like that and i'm like yeah he taught my mom how to be a person this guy is this is the first time he's cried in years 100 percent. Oh, yeah. everything else was just rage and alcohol totally and those motherfuckers took him brought him all the way around the world and stuck him to fight in Korea. I'm not going to be like, for what? You know, I mean, it's Veterans Day today, yeah. too. We might as well mention. Yeah. But uh, the same thing with my grandfather. You know, he takes some kid over there, like a child. Yeah. It's... There's a reason why I'm not allowed in the Army. You know, yeah. I'm old enough to be like, wait, why am I going to shoot somebody? You know? Like, yes. Uh, Wild. I do get that. There's, you know, not to be completely ignorant or naive and be like, there's no reason for anybody to defend anything. But right. the Korean War and those conflicts quote-unquote conflicts of the uh, 20th century, what they did to that generation. Jesus. That's the thing is that you make everyone feel like they're doing something for the greater good. And in some ways, maybe they are, but it's all, like, I just feel like with politicians now, it's, like, so apparent in the access to information we have about different politicians. It's like, oh, this isn't new. We just get to see it more. We we have new ways of information. Of getting more information. I think you hit the nail on the head. It's yeah. Fucking, that's what it is. Now it's like emotional. Yeah. You know, because you can't, the way that they did the Iraq where you can see they lied about the yellow cake uranium. They lied about everything. Yeah. And we went in and all the kids were like, didn't necessarily have that information at the time. And now you see, like, if you're going to recruit somebody for war, it's based off of like a sense of nationalism. And it's like, they really hit you home with the economic incentives. You yeah. Know? It's like, hey man, you can, you can uh, uh, pay for your college. Mm-hmm. You know? And I have family members right now in the military that uh, um, has worked out really well for them. Yeah. But just that whole, like, you know, it's evil. And I think that that because they got sent over there, they took that evil home, you know? There's a really good Key and Peele sketch. Did you ever watch Key and Peele? That show is so funny. It's so good. The one where he's like, and I said, and I said. Yeah. (laughs) That's like. (laughs) So funny. My favorite sketch is the one where he is misreading the, um, the texts. And the, I don't think I saw his friend is in the bar and his friend he's like, Are we still hanging? Yeah, if you want to. And he's like, Yeah, if you want to. What <laughs> the fuck? And like just so and then he gets there with like a, a bat with nails in it. He's just like, I'm gonna fucking kill it. He's like, hey man. Like one's being super accommodating and the other yeah. one's just reading it wrong. But there's another sketch where they're running and they're all like, I think in the army, and they're doing a run, like, I don't know what I've been told. And they start saying like the the real side effects that go along with being in the military. Oh my God, that's genius. And like, it's, it's, and everyone's like singing along and they're like, whoa, hold on a minute. <laughs> and then you, you pan out and you see that everyone who was running behind them, like all left and went home. Cause if you didn't, if you did talk about it, like more honestly, the chances of, there's a reason why you get people to, yeah, you tap into their emotions. You know what I mean? And, oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah man. So when you look at the things that happen with the uh, uh, social media manipulation for the election and for other things. It's Woof. like, yeah, down that rabbit hole. Maybe I'm gonna just gonna pe- like crack that door open. I don't want to open it, but uh, yeah, just realizing the way that people can be emotionally manipulated is insane. It's insane. That's the thing. I was talking to this woman uh, the other day who I had just met, and she grew up um, super Baptist, uh-huh. and we were talking about how like 
with collections and stuff like that, like church collections and how uh-huh. like people who don't have a lot of money are always the people who have who like give more. Yeah. When they like they don't really have it to give. It's true. But then it's like I feel like it's I I feel like I'm saying a conspiracy theory, but I feel like it's people with a lot of money at the top being like, be a good person. God will reward you. And it's yeah. like, why don't you give some of all of your money? You know what I mean? No, I don't totally. Know. I, I just think feel like it's totally, super manipulative. Yeah, I think that those like framework stereotypes of the people, my stereotype's not the right word. Yeah. But uh, uh, it totally exists. And yeah. I, do, I do know of some wealthy people who give a shit ton of money. Yeah. And, you know, that always exists. And there are people who really do, they're really good at work. They're really good at getting money and they're really good at making the world better. You know, yeah. it's like, okay, yeah. well, you're just, you must, your parents loved you and taught you real nice things. <sighs> like my parents did too, but. Nah. <laughs> Debatable. I just laugh. I look at like uh, like let's say kids being raised in my neighborhood where I live in Philly now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Urban like wealthy parents, and they're just like, well, well, okay, Jimmy, but how does that make you feel? Oh, I can't wait to raise a kid. I can't (laughs) wait to raise a kid. Are you kidding me? Parents are like talking to their kids in other languages that aren't their native language to try to like stimulate that growth and stuff. Wow, that that kid's gonna grow up and be like awesome. Yeah. That kid's gonna be awesome. Social divide right next to the parent that's like smacking the kid. You're like, God damn it, (laughs) Jesus Christ, wow. But yeah, the uh, that the whole yeah, it's just like poor people will get into. um, I do think that like be like when at the times where I had no money and stuff, I think that there's a mindset you could get into that keeps you from having any money. Yeah. Uh, you know, outside of like familial problems and, and and health problems, which like this extreme struggle. But you do see a lot of people like giving a shit ton of money, and uh, it's really awesome because you're like, oh my god! Even though you have nothing, you're gonna try to help people. Yeah. But then there's like the institution that might not spend the money there. Like, what are you paying for fucking copy paper? Yeah. You know, like. I mean, even with uh, like unemployment and stuff, I was on unemployment for a little bit slash am still and <laughs> was. Why am I acting like I came up? No, I'm still. <laughs> I got laid off. I'm on unemployment. Yeah, but nothing wrong with that. Um. But we had to go to this like, like lecture thing, which was so annoying because not everyone has to go. And they're like, yeah. "No, everyone does." I'm like, "You're fucking lying." I know not everyone has to go. A lecture thing that is contingent upon the unemployment. Yeah, so okay, like cool. you have to go to the unemployment like place here. To, uh, and then the idea is that it gets you you're getting closer to a job, whatever yeah. way that they think is yeah. going to get you there. And yeah. they openly said like, maybe your last job you got paid thirty dollars an hour. If someone offers you a job for $20 an hour, you have to take it. And I was like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Dial back here. You're talking to, like, people with families and what? Less than 10, like, $10 less an hour and you're telling them to take it because otherwise they're being, like, you know, freeloaders or something? Like, no. How are they, like, you're not going to be able to get out of the hole when you're like, yeah, take less than what you got before. Oh, yeah. That's wild. That is fucking crazy. And I think that that highlights kind of one of the paradigms that is, you know how they separate people into right and left kind of shit? And yeah. I, think, I almost feel like a lot of the viewpoints that are talked over and over again in the media are, well, I'm not going to get too conspiracy theory and say that I think that they're yeah. orchestrated, but I think they're orchestrated. <laughs> and uh, one of them is like teaching people on the maybe the right side of things are thinking that people are lazy and they want to get unemployment for free. Yeah. Uh, and people on more left are like, well, no, no one doesn't want to work. And I really do feel that nobody wants to do nothing. Nobody wants to do no. I hate this. It's I like love a- when I get like a freelance <laughs> job. You know, when yeah. I like I love it. Also, it's genuinely hard to 
get unemployment. It's yeah. genuinely hard Imagine to get it. Imagine if you like didn't speak English. You're carrying a fucking kid. I and mean, you have to go and deal with uh, a, a, an ill-equipped and purposefully confusing bureaucracy. Oh, this and I could go on forever, but you know what? Let's not. No, it's not. Let's fucking yeah. not. What? What's what, a happy thing? I feel. Uh, here's, a, here's one thing I wanted to ask you about today. Oh, okay. Uh, let's hear. Little, what's this called? A pivot. Oh, I watch Silicon pivot. Valley, so I can use uh, tech terms. You know. Love that show's fucking Silicon great, Valley. Right? I oh think I'm a season God. behind, but okay, I, uh, okay. I really love that show so it's much. It's so good. It's such a good show. I'm going to yeah. get mat. this goddamn fly. I'm gonna eat him. Eat him. Yeah. Uh, okay. But let's the hear pivot. It. Uh, tell me about your show. My show. And the show. creation process of it. Of the one woman show? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Is it coming from somebody with a songwriting background? I know a lot of people who listen uh, to, 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 to the podcast are musicians themselves. You know, that creative process is kind of like. It doesn't vary too much. There's no like wild yeah. shit, but the idea of like doing the one man show where you are relying on, I mean, sure there's a cadence and there's a rhythm to it, you know, especially with the way that you speak. That's how yeah. it, it always is, but it's not so consciously musical. Like, how do you, huh. how do you do it? Like, I can't even imagine putting myself out there like that. It's terrifying. Yeah. Well, I think you do that with like, hide songs. behind a guitar, you know, I can make I mean, noise if I fuck up. True. Yeah. I mean, I could just make a noise too. <laughs> That's a really good point. <laughs> I play the air guitar every time I fuck up and forget a line. There you go. That's what it sounds like. That's yeah. pretty sick. Air yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty good. Uh, taught Dave Grohl everything he knows. Um, <laughs> I don't know a lot of musicians. It's <laughs> a good one. Uh, well, I talked to my manager, and my manager was like, "What?" Um, I don't know. I would talk to him because everything I would write down, I'd be like, this is stupid. No one wants to hear it. Uh, and then my manager was like, no, I, I think people could relate to this. And so I would write like a monologue about something. And then we just kept having phone calls and I kept like just talking about my hometown really and like okay. growing up and whatnot. And so I would write monologues about those different things. And then I found like patterns in it and um, like certain like, I was like, oh, okay, the, all of these different monologues sort of fit into these few different categories. Okay, so it's really, it's intentional in that you have it anchored on some, like, concepts or, or yeah. ideas. Yeah. yeah, and then, and th so w the three categories were, like, home and family, and then um, drinking and friends, and then church and uh, guilt and shame. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. those were, like, the three categories, and I was like, okay, I can't just go between those three. Like it would be weird to just like jump from one to one to one. And yeah. I was like, what is the one thing? Like, how am I going to be in all of these spaces? So that's when I came up with the delusions, which is like my fantasy. So there's like the light will get gold on stage and like a fun jazz song plays in the background. That's amazing. And so it's me in a fantasy living my best life, and that's how I dealt with all of the different places, which is true. Like when I was growing up, even even when I was in Philly, I feel like I always thought I'm going to move to L.A. and I don't have to worry about getting atta too attached or being too seen by anyone I'm around. Uh, I'm just going to live in my own little fantasy land. So I feel like I didn't actually experience the things that I'm showing in the show. Wow. Because I was, I I would like make fun of, not make fun of, but like judge in my head people who would hide behind church yeah, and people yeah. would hide behind drinking and partying. And I would just sort of be like, yeah, this is why I don't go out or I don't like 
partake in what everyone is partaking in because I'm just living alone in my fantasy. Uh, and then once I got out here, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't develop certain skills. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think that that's awesome. I can't wait to see the show. Yeah, I'm excited. I want to do it. Well, I should actually get on that. I kind of want to do it in Philly. I, I just can't that. tell my parents. <laughs> it's, they are they are not shown in a good light. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair <laughs> They're great, but yeah. you know. <laughs> Absolutely, fair enough. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes I at least I definitely take it for granted. I think other people take it for granted the kind of like the intellectual weight that something like this does carry. And then, yeah, like, I mean that's like a deep self exploration. That's like a lot of uh, uh, pain. I think you thought about talked about while you're doing it. And... That's when my panic attacks started. Yeah. I swear to God, like Sorry just to laugh, but it's like you no, know, it's because I was on a hike with my friend, and as we were walking, and I'm like. I I walk. I could I could walk uphill yeah, for a I, while. Yeah, you've did, yeah, you know, I know, I people walk been doing that for a long I've been time. Doing you, it, yeah. you know, it wasn't a particularly strenuous hike. And he's like, "Hey, how's the one person show going?" I went, "Oh God, I'm gonna puke. I'm gonna puke." <laughs> and I started like pacing, and I was like, "Just give me a minute." Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm basically an athlete. I could do this. I'm not. I'm not. But that's the thing. I was like, I have to. You know, whatever. I have all these things in my head, and then I was like, I have to turn around. We had only been hiking for like. 10 minutes yeah i was like i have to turn around i'm gonna puke and i can't stop moving and i was like and we can't talk about the show anymore because it's so personal yeah it's i mean i'm i love comedy and i love hiding behind comedy yeah and there is a lot of like jokes and comedy in my show but for the most part it is really really personal and i feel really guilty about that pretty often whoa yeah not from like an imposter syndrome thing no, more from like, I feel like I gaslight myself a lot where I'm like, I'll talk about something and be like, that makes me sad. Yeah. Or that affected me in a way that if I told you would probably make you feel bad for how you affected me. So I'm just going to pretend like it's my fault. It's like setting up the expectation of it. Yeah. yeah. Like everything, like I'm used to taking on everything as my fault. I, w I don't have any feelings. Don't worry yeah. about it. Everything could just sort of like. Because if you if you start like advocating for yourself and speaking for yourself and and saying things that actually happen to you and having opinions and feelings on them, uh, not everyone might you know some people might not like you yeah, <laughs> might totally. not like what you say yeah yeah so that's been my big that's that was that's why I've been having panic attacks I think fair I mean that's yeah. you're you're putting it out there and I think that a lot of people will take away. Uh, the I say it's commiseration, but not just commiseration, just relation, just knowing that they're not alone. Yeah. Uh, I noticed that as because uh, we play songs, you know, and people come up and talk to me at shows about them. And the one thing that people often say is like, hey, you, you know, knowing that someone else feels exactly this way is something that I really needed. Mm -hmm. uh, and it sounds I can't wait to see the show. I, can't, I, I feel bad talking about it because I haven't seen it. Yeah, sorry. But uh, uh, just the way that you describe it is 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 huge. And I think it's yeah. a real big uh, of resonation. I think especially like, you know, where you, if a lot of that content came from where you came from, yeah, there's going to be like, yeah, it's going to hit, hit yeah. heavy for a lot of people. I mean, I'm, I, I want to take it to places too, where they have a lot. Peter oh, my man, jumped up on the table. <laughs> See, cause that's his water. He oh, won't okay. drink out of water on the floor. <laughs> he's, he's such a fancy little bitch, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, I want to take it to places where people have a lot of like religion and, and drinking yeah. basically, which I actually think is most places. <laughs> I think it's probably everywhere. Yeah. It's probably everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Especially so. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's so fascinating and awesome. The amount of like, uh, I mean, I'm uh, psyched about it. You pour out there. Yeah, and I think the cool thing is, is that I really didn't want to do it. I was like really scared to do it, and I was like, 
getting sick over it. Yeah. Um, the last show I had, I almost threw up beforehand. I was like dry heaving in the in the toilet, which is so, <laughs> like, I was just like, get over yourself. I was. So, it's <laughs> panic attacks are so, so annoying. So it becomes a cycle because you're like. <laughs> Getting more upset because you're telling yourself that you shouldn't be upset. <laughs> There's no so, way to just ride the upset. Just uh, and then I'm trying not to like have any vices. Yeah, you know, so I'm trying not to drink like that, and I'm trying not to like. It's just not as fun. It's yeah. you know I can't hide behind <laughs> anything. It's just me and my fucking feelings. Yeah. Uh, but I got an agent out of it, so that was really That's, cool. Congratulations! That's Thank fucking you. awesome. Yeah. And even when you were saying before how while you were writing it, you were collaborating with the like you're collaborating essentially with your manager. Yeah. Right? Yeah. As uh, for us, our manager Tim, um, besides being one of the best people I've ever met in my entire life, is also so good at being organized and is so good at seeing the stuff that we're making that we don't see. You yeah. Know? So when we make demos, we'll send it to him. Or when I write like uh, something, I'll send it to him. And like, like he, he does, you know, doesn't give like negative feedback necessarily ever. But when it's positive feedback, it's like. You know, that really gets you fucking going. It gets like, you going, and you're Listen, like, "Listen, this this wasn't easy to do," and I feel really yeah. vulnerable because it might be the dumbest fucking thing ever. <laughs> yes, dude, <laughs> and that'd be really embarrassing. Yeah, but uh, but I feel like it's the fear of doing it that makes it ten times worse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the fear of being vulnerable, which yeah. is honest to god <laughs> how I lived my entire <laughs> life up until probably this year. Yeah, <laughs> just being like, oh, I'll just avoid that. Right. Just avoiding everything. Damn. Yeah. It's so funny that it's like one of those things that you can never learn. It's like going to the gym or something for me. Like every time I go and I do something that I know makes me feel way better. Yeah. But I don't remember that it makes you feel way better right. until you do it. Yeah. That's like the uh, being upset before doing something, like having difficult conversations. Like if I know I got to call my mom and fucking argue about something. Yeah. I'm like, Shit, I don't want to. Or my dad. That's one. Like, hey. Yeah. Unpack that. I've said more than like fucking 10 things to him in the last. Whatever, but you yeah. call and argue about something. I'm like, shit, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. Do it. You get sick, and then you do it, and it's not that bad. It's not as bad. And the th- like, I, I feel like I when my back's against the wall, I'm pretty good at handling those situations. It's just where I'm like, oh god, this is gonna feel something not good yeah. <laughs> for a little bit. And I'd rather eat ice cream yeah, than uh, do this, exactly. so, <laughs> which is why I'm in therapy. Fire the dopamine <laughs> off, right? Yeah, like grudges. Grudges is always one where you're like, all right. I got to fucking, this person hates me and I hate them, but they're yeah. never going to say anything and we all have the same friends. So I got to say yeah. something, which I guess hasn't really happened to me that much in the last 10 years. I well, like, five years. Yeah. I feel like I've been getting better at having difficult conversations, Yeah, which is cool, but it's also awesome. sometimes like get over yourself. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you don't always have to say your opinion about everything. Yeah. <laughs> True. You know, like, cause it was like that thing. Like I just learned, I was like, Oh, I could, I could say what I think about these things. I'm going to do it all the time. And everyone's like, shut the fuck up. I didn't ask. Right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. But yeah, the difficult. there's one of my favorite quotes, and I don't know who it is or, you know, whatever, who said it. I should probably figure that out since it's my favorite quote. Should <laughs> <laughs> be can, like Hitler or Stalin it's, or it's something. It's going to be fucking like... Stalin. It's going to be Mao. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, it is, you can measure the character of someone by the amount of difficult conversations they've had. Dang. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I don't think Hitler said that. No, probably not. Because no. he didn't. He didn't. No conversation was just, difficult for him. Yeah, no, he didn't. <laughs> he just ran into it a hundred thousand oh, miles an hour. You Jesus know? Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm I'm sorry that I keep bringing it down. I feel no, like, I, 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 like right out of the gate, I'm like, oh, depression, death, 
Hitler. Hitler. What the hell? Inherited sorrow. Inherited trauma. That's the thing I was always scared about. I was like, if I go to therapy, am I going to not be funny anymore? Yeah. And yeah, that's happening. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, yeah. I can attest you will lose a good part of yourself. Dude, that's so funny. I st- you know, some of the inherited trauma thing I was trying to th- starting to think about recently is uh-huh. like, uh, or that there's a song on the record that I wrote called uh, Last to Know that's about it. And that's like, we have the inherited trauma quote unquote, you know, from our uh, quote unquote trauma. It's real. I don't know why I always defensively say that. I know. But <laughs> I just, I'm being a sensitive hippie. Yeah, I'm being sensitive. I'm a man, damn I'm it. Gonna, I'm going to go j- I'm gonna chug a beer rock and, band. <laughs> and go into the mine. Yeah, go into the mines. You know, they were drunk down there all the time. Oh, that's probably yeah. why they all got squished by doors and shit, you know? Uh, okay. I'd be drunk. Yeah, I would Squished definitely drunk. by doors? Yeah, it was one way that the, the young uh, kids would die. So one of the jobs you could have as like a 10-year-old was open the door. Fuck. Because like they had to maintain the airflow. And it's dark, and you couldn't have the light on all the time because you ran out of fuel. So they would be like, you'd hear like a whistle or fucking whatever, and you'd open the door for And then the kid who's slightly older than you, maybe he's 12, would be like smacking a mule in the ass carrying like 1,000 pounds of coal. But if they didn't see or hear you, the door could like fling open. Or if you fell asleep, it would crush you. That's how the kids died. Holy shit. Yeah, pretty fucked up. Glad we didn't inherit their trauma. They weren't old enough to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> but imagine, you know what we inherited? People who heard it. Yeah, oh, God. The which people is who heard fucking, it. as someone who's heard yeah, death <laughs> before, oh, <no>. not awesome. <laughs> Yeah, awesome. that's why I have that sage. I like. I really was like, I can't. I was scared to be in my apartment for a little bit. I bet that's not because of wild. ghosts or no. anything, but just sort of like that's, confront uh, your own death, all that shit, all you know? that stuff. And I kind of like, I felt really bad. I was just like, I felt really guilty for not calling the cops. Yeah, but that's not like because I don't know what actually happened to him. Exactly, I believe it was like there was no foul play or anything like that. Like they yeah. think it was suicide. Yeah. But they, we never got a definitive answer. So yeah. I was like, fuck, you know, whatever. But I I also like lit the state because I know that it's a part of a culture that I'm not a part of, uh, uh-huh. like burning sage and that whole ritual. But I know that like. Yeah, I mean, part of it by burning the sage. You know, so like, like I lit and I was like being really respectful and being like, I am saying it's hoping that he's it's at act, peace. You know? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It yeah. makes and you just it. doing that makes it mindful and then you associate yeah. that smell with it. And you're like, yeah. You know, Cause when I first your intention is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I lit it once because I was like, no robbers. <laughs> <laughs> when I first, because I live on the first floor, right. so I'm like, <laughs> I was so scared to live. I when I first moved in here, I had a piece of paper on my coffee table, addressed to a burglar, saying, "Take whatever you want. Just leave me alone. Please shut the window when you're done, so my cat doesn't get out." Ah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. And then I spilled wine on it uh, and then threw it out. Right. Oh. That's uh, one of my friends. It reminds me of a friend that I have uh, in Northern Ireland. Yeah. Who told me uh, we were out one night drinking and they, you can like overdraw your accounts there. Oh. Like, like 300 bucks or something like that. Oh. I forget what the deal is. It's yeah. confusing and kind sounding. Not yeah. something that the banking institutions <laughs> would do here. Yeah. But uh, he said somebody held him up at an ATM and they saw his balance. And they said, oh, sorry, mate. And they gave him a cigarette and they left. Oh, holy shit. 
He's like, that's how broke I am. I always thought that was really That's broke. fantastic. <laughs> that's the greatest thing I've ever heard, I think. Yeah, that's pretty damn good. That is out of a, that's like, I feel like that would happen on Friends or something. Like, that would happen on a show. I can't believe it. Yeah, it's like a Seinfeld it. moment, yeah, for sure. Oh, sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Uh, he gave him a cigarette. He went from committing a crime, like a violent crime. Did he hold him up with like a knife? How did he hold him up? I forget. Yeah. Do they have guns? No. Yeah, they do there. They do? Yeah. Oh, maybe it was a gun. In Northern Ireland, yeah. Damn. Maybe it was. I forget. That's that's how every time someone, and it's happened a lot, and I don't know how, but I know it's part my fault. It has to be. Uh, My identity has been stolen on countless (laughs) occasions. Like, you say it has to be. I mean, that's one of those things that dance the fine line of like victim blaming. Uh, which I get like in trouble with my friends sometimes because yeah. I'm like, well, you shouldn't have been walking by yourself there. And like, well, I should be able to walk wherever I want. I'm like, well, no, you shouldn't. Yeah, but I should be able to swim across the ocean <laughs> too because that would be cool. But there are sharks, exactly. man. Peep some, peep some. That's why they have fun. I should be able to dance. Yeah. I just picture like you see the things the online where people like post their like their debit. I got a new debit card. Like post it on their Instagram just, story. I mean, I clearly uh, it's some. I put it some. I I I put it somewhere I shouldn't have. Maybe and that's yeah. what she said. And I and nice. Yeah, nice. That was good. Hell yeah. But people have stolen a lot of money from me. <laughs> but I like it. <laughs> Here's why. What? I gotta find out why you like Cause like two years ago Right around Christmas This is the last time it happened So I'm due for one <laughs> <laughs> Anybody like, listening Right after so Everyone's gonna be like da, 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 da. <laughs> uh, That was me doing the sound of them going online yeah, to take All the my Polish identity. hackers that listen yeah, to da, 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 da. <laughs> That's not Polish what? Anyway it doesn't, just Stay on focus yeah. Okay Uh what was I talking about? Oh, two years ago, someone stole a bunch of money from me, uh, and it was right around New Year's, and I was like, great, take it. It's right around the holidays. The bank just gave me the money back, and yeah. I had top $700 in my account. Like, that's all they took, <laughs> yeah. because that's all I had. <laughs> so <laughs> how, did they t- how did they take it? They withdraw it, or they spent think, it on something? So they spent it on on something. This is how it always goes, like... Okay, so there are card readers that you could put into, like, uh, it happens a lot at gas station pumps, um, ATMs, like, shady ATMs. Yeah, sure. I think it also happens, because the only time I used it was in New York, was when I tried to get a subway pass. Ah, okay. And so so I think... I think so you're talking about as a physical they, they took like a physical card reader put it on top of another card reader yeah so and you gotta so jiggle them card readers you gotta jiggle them make <laughs> sure you all the time that's shady jiggle, ones? Yeah, yeah yeah and so that's what I think happened and then it was either there or I did I did use a shady ATM in fact yeah. I feel like that was it it doesn't matter anyway. I wonder if you could make money by like taking the hit of buying an ATM or licensing it whatever municipality you're in under a fake name and then just stealing like the first hundred card numbers and then just Peace out. I bet. Yeah. I mean, they might catch you, especially now that you've said your plan. Damn it. But then again, who knows? You know, I've gotten yeah. away with worse. But how do they take? <laughs> I mean, that's no, one of I the haven't. questions too. Actually, which is really funny. <laughs> what uh, uh, did? What did they spend the money on? Oh, uh, so first they spent. They they usually use it on something like super cheap. So like they go to a gas station. Make and sure it works. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then and then they spent it on like. I don't rem- I don't remember, but it was some place in in the Bronx, I think. And I was like, fine, 
Go ahead, spend it. Yeah. Buy presents for your family if you want. Buy yourself something nice. Right. The bank gave me back my money, and Buy I can't tell you how much. Cigarettes. Those assholes. The bank took so much money for me just for being poor. <laughs> Just for having oh no God. money, they were like, you know what? You don't deserve this $35. Right. Because you have less bastards. than 25 in your account. That that's... was back when they could add an overdraft fee for every time you spent. Remember? I yes. Think, I think they that's... have some restrictions against that now, but it used to be Literally. like, you buy a pack of gum, buy a pack of gum an hour later, you buy some lunch, and every time you did it, they hit you with 35 bucks. Every Instead time. Instead of being like, no, your card's out of money. Yeah. Instead of just being like declined. they were yeah. like, And then you're in the negatives, and I'm like, why would you let me do this? Yeah. Why? Same thing with money orders. If you want to get a money order, because like paying rent and stuff like that, I didn't yeah. have checks. Finally, I like ordered checks. Hell but... yeah! Did you get a little little image? In? Yeah, I got like little flowers. <laughs> 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 They're yeah. cute and they look like I'm 14, and I love them. Yeah, um, hell yeah! But they've taken. So I feel like they've taken an overdraft fees and just being assholes. Like they make me put money into like a monthly transfer into my savings account, and then they charge me a maintenance fee. Yeah, that's fucking insane. But it's but, a computer. You know what the main and they reserve lend your money. So if you have a thousand dollars in your savings account, uh huh, that counts as their reserves. From what I understand, I could be talking my ass here, but I really yeah. don't think I am. I read a lot about. Uh, that. My favorite fact is the one that is not checked. <laughs> <laughs> so please continue. Me too, yeah, yeah. That's what, that was what I was gonna say. Is my thing, my favorite, my what I things I used to lie about. Uh-huh. Something I still continually lie about. Uh-huh. It's just like. You know, at times where I'm not 100% sure, I'll just like say oh, it anyway. Oh, that's when I double down. Yes. It is yeah, when I know what down. I'm talking about. I'm like, that I'm like, no, oh. that guy was in that band. I'm telling you. And I'm yeah. like, no idea. You I'm know? like, the car is parked over here. <laughs> it fucking is. I'm telling you. And then we're miles out of the yeah. way in a wrong garage. Oh, yeah. Anyway. But so that bank has a 1000 of your dollars in their account. Right? Yeah. They can then lend uh, $10,000 to someone based off of that $1,000 that you have. At an interest rate, and then collect the interest rate off of that back. That's what makes me. That's what makes me feel like I'll never be rich. Is that you don't play don't that understand? Game? No, I don't <laughs> understand it. I get it. You're t- you're talking. It's the same thing that when people talk about like megapixels and okay. shit like that, where okay. I just my brain goes nope. Yeah, <laughs> here's the, the no. buzzword. And cuts I'm sure it off. if I like really sat down and studied, I'd get it. But my brain just goes, you don't need to. Don't worry. Just yeah. I got I got a shout out to Khan Academy and there's this thing I think it's called My Two Cents. It's a YouTube channel. Uh-huh. Uh I've watched all of that shit endlessly to to learn all that stuff and it's like uh really helpful. That's what I admire about you, Tom. Thank you. You learn. I j- <laughs> you learn. It's one of my least favorite things to do. It's it's half out of curiosity <laughs> but most out of fear that I don't know something but and that, I'm going to get But that I wish that drove me. <laughs> and all it de- all it makes me do is go like, oh, there's so much I don't know. I guess I'll never know. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna lay down and play Tune Blast Fair and watch enough. The Office for the millionth time, and then oh, I wonder yeah. why I don't have anything fun to say at parties. <laughs> I mean, Tune Blast is fun. You can play it at parties. And I do. Like, I don't know what Tune Blast is. It's a really fun game. It's like Fruit Ninja. Yeah. Nice. Kind of. Okay. It doesn't matter. It's a phone game. It's like Candy Crush, I think, but I never played Candy Crush. You know, I spent like $30 on Candy Crush in like two days, and then I was like, well, I just spent money on this game. That's what I'm doing with Toon Blast, and I've (laughs) deleted it, and then I'm like, but I miss it. I need it. (laughs) I think, I want to think that that, those games are just designed by uh, amoral psychiatrists or psychologists and sociologists in a room where they're like, what are the things that we can do that trigger the largest release of dopamine? And how can we do it over and over again and get people hooked? To yeah, because I'm not winning anything. I'm not. I'm losing money. Yeah, you're literally losing money. Yeah. Jesus Christ. I mean, you're well, winning the experience. I'm winning you know? the experience. Every time of you not experiencing up, uh, my life. 
that donut that had all the sprinkles on it that blew up everything around it. That was know? nice. That felt good. Yeah. That was a win. That was, that good... was a win. Right? Wasn't it a win? Especially if someone saw it. <laughs> <laughs> someone, you know, somebody I, has I like when... a YouTube channel that's just screen videos of them playing fucking Candy Crush. Yeah, I'm sure it is. Probably. I love when people see me do something that makes me look better than what I am. Yeah. Like reading. <laughs> like I love when people see me reading. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm daydreaming and spending a half hour on one page because I'm like, nope, nope, not not retaining this. What did I just read? You jump back yeah. to it. Yeah, I love that. There's a couple books that like I would keep on the bookshelf back in the day when I was when in my single days when I wanted uh-huh. to press dates, like Infinite Jess. I read like the first fucking. <laughs> you did not. Oh, I totally did. There's a couple of them. I'd keep out. I keep them out and be like, oh, I want her to see. If she thinks I'm reading this, you know, not the <laughs> fucking Michael Crane novel. <laughs> oh, always. <laughs> because I one have to pee and two that is so fucking funny oh yeah that's the most such the 22 year old bullshit that's like but the most pretentious just, thing ever. it's so funny this is something I've been thinking about a lot too with dating and also not dating like uh-huh. uh, what you like I want there to be an app where it's your friends talking to other people's friends and then they all match you up and they're like we know this person Whoa. we vouch for this person and I think that 30-year-olds would love it. I think they would. And you know what? I think they might have happened in like a weird, even more not nice, maybe more dystopian aspect is uh, Facebook just launched a dating thing. There's a billboards for it all affiliate on buses and shit. Dang it, I didn't and know. And I was like, damn. So when you see somebody on Facebook, you can see who your mutual friends are. Yeah. You hit them up and be like, what's up with her? Is she, you know, is she cool? Oh. Um, yeah. Interesting. Because that's the thing is that like if I went on a date with someone and they had infinite jest on their like bedside table. <laughs> I would be like, "Fuck you." <laughs> At thirty, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. Sure. No, I would have said the same. You, you know, know what I, I mean? Been like, fuck you. But if someone were to ask me about you, I'd be like, "He's a great guy." Oh, thanks. Totally yeah. date him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Totally, totally. So I feel like there needs to be there needs to be a, 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 a gateway that goes both ways. Yeah, you know, like a mesh screen that you can let in the good and, and filter out the bad. Yeah, because I'm. I'm quite judgmental like almost immediately i'll be like oh they said this which means they're gonna not be a good dad yeah (laughs) which is the baseline evolutionary reason why you look at them yeah (laughs) it's just i mean to be real but uh yeah so do you use any apps or anything for like um i'm on hinge personal no i don't care what's a hinge hinge is kind of like it it started out with facebook friends like mutual friends and they would suggest so so that you could weed out people you didn't no yeah. or like or or it just it took uh one of the threat levels away yeah. you know what i mean <laughs> just being like who this person may murder me you know it's funny because from my perspective of like the dude dating thing this, uh-huh. for you it's taking the threat away and for me it would be adding the one less completely horrifying thing of having to like you have one more in yeah you know there's like one somebody to in. vouch for me yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> because my words aren't gonna do it no, it, not, that's definitely thing. not four pictures that i have to choose of myself Dude, I put a nice pic- like I recently took a pretty good picture and I immediately was like, I'm catfishing. I'm catfishing. <laughs> Cuz I don't look like that on a daily basis. If I tried hard enough and in the yeah. right angle, yeah, but it's also, you know what I mean? Like you know it's me, but it's also like, wow, you look really it's a surprise. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and enough. I have a hard time with dating, I think because I do get so nervous. 
yeah. then I'm like, oh, I'm not going to go on this date as me. I'm going to go on this date as whoever you want me to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm great at first dates. Yeah. Like, poof, knock him out of the park. And then when they like me, I'm like, fuck you. Yeah, you right? didn't know I was lying. <laughs> you shouldn't text you me back. Tell that I was and being exactly all... who you wanted to be. Yeah. <laughs> I agreed with everything. Oh, you thought you thought I thought that story was interesting. Yeah, you mean after I gave you every signal to think that it was. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I'm done dating. I'm yeah. done. And it's like, well, maybe I could put a little bit more me into it. Oh yeah, but sorry, Hinge. Was Hinge. Like... Hinge is the one I'm on. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Is that but like they don't a... they don't do the mutual friends so much anymore. I don't think. Okay. I think it's just a regular old dating app now. Nice. Yeah, it's fine. Cool. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I had uh, I was single right when Tinder kind of was becoming popular, uh-huh. uh, and it didn't work for me. A couple people agreed. There was three people that said they wanted to go on a date, and then they canceled it like days before. Yeah, and I was like, oh, oh well. <laughs> yeah, it'd be easier to talk to someone at a bar, and that's the most horrifying thing it's ever. The worst thing in the world. Like I a, really hate it. Especially, yeah. it's it's genuinely really fucking hard to date in L.A. I can't. I can't imagine. Everyone First of all, you so gotta beautiful. fucking drive everywhere. Yeah. So you have to like have an intention. Mm-hmm. You have to be like, oh, I'm gonna go to this place and stay there you all the time. You can't just be like, yeah. eh, so I'm gonna walk to this other place. I'm gonna walk yeah. to this place, or I'm just gonna go for a walk. And see just if gonna I meet anybody. Yeah. Know? It's wild, and I really just think, I seriously think people are just too hot here. That's uh, fair enough. Walking around downtown LA yesterday, where there's a lot of hot people and not hot people. And I'm sure people get dressed up to come on vacation for it and shit. Sure. It's just like, wow, everybody's really spectacularly attractive. Yeah, and I just feel like... They dress that way. You know, nobody they, looks very casual. They they just put time into their appearance. Yeah. And I moved to the wrong city. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Hell yeah. Uh, this isn't me fishing for compliments. I, but I know, yeah. But that being that. said, do you have any compliments? <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of, I had a, not a dating experience in LA yesterday. Obviously, I'm in like, a committed relationship myself. Yeah. But I saw this dude on the street who was one of the most handsome, like chiseled, beautiful men I'd ever seen. And he looked real casual. He was like pulling a wagon or something, or a cooler maybe. Yeah, uh-huh. he was pulling a cooler on wheels. Okay. So he, I looked at the dude and I was like, you can't, he didn't look transient. You know, he uh-huh. looked like his shoes were nice. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And he stopped. He was like taking his shirt off real slow. And I kind of looked at him, checked him. I was like, damn, that dude's like, this is a handsome man. He's gorgeous. Yeah. And he looked at me and he just goes, Gay? (laughs) (laughs) And that was like the first human interaction I had of the whole day. I like got out. I had to go to Walgreens. And uh, that was like, (laughs) I was walking. I wake up out of the bus. He stumbled on the sidewalk. There was like someone screaming near me. It was like a weird, a weird place. And uh, yeah, that was the first, the first thing, first thing anyone said. Gay? To me, basically, yeah, he's like gay, and I couldn't tell if he was, was it like a question or was I couldn't he calling tell. you gay. I couldn't tell if he was being like the old like middle school boy thing where yeah. you're like you're checking me out, gay, or if yeah. he was like being hilarious, or if he was like a gay dude that yeah. was like, I don't know, man. I mean, you could tell that I was like painfully not, um, you know, into like that his whole vibe, you know. <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty fucking hilarious. I feel like that place, I feel like a lot of times when I listen to, to podcasts and stuff and people will talk about L.A. too much, I'm yeah. like, I don't live there. Fuck that place. Yeah. But down that place where the region, when we played the region yesterday, um, that area of the world, downtown yeah. L.A., just yeah. seems to be this insane convergence of, pe- of convergence of people's like in pathways. Yeah. I felt like I could have changed my life many times yesterday, depending on who I talked to. Honest to God, I was going, luckily I found a parking lot right behind the re- the region. Yeah. 
but I wasn't going to do because there was a ramp up and I was like, I don't know what I'm driving into. So I ignored it. <laughs> I was like, I want it to be open and I want it. I want people to be able to hear me scream. I didn't yeah. know what I was going into. <laughs> but then I found another one like that said it was going to be a four minute walk. And that's fine. But I was like, no, there's too many variables of what I could go through yeah. between the, no, yeah, I'm you not don't know if you're gonna make it there. No. There's too many like paths that you can't see so and energies. There, it really is a around. wild. That's some woo woo shit, but I don't care. It's true there. Yeah, I was like not by myself. No, not even with one other person. It would have to be with a pack. Yeah. <laughs> you have to have numbers. <laughs> I'd have to have a, to a deep pack yourself. of people. Yeah, it's. <laughs> I know so many people who have crazy stories about downtown LA. Oh yeah, it's insane, and it's kind of like coming from the East Coast. Yeah. So there's, there's this place that doesn't rain here. Yeah. I realize, and that's why everything's a little bit dirty. Mm-hmm. It's not there's not as much like trash in the streets as there is in Philadelphia, but it doesn't rain, so there's like a layer of grit and yeah. dirt on everything. And it's yeah. just a little like dry and weird. Yeah. On that same walk, I then was walking by a jewelry store that is like a tourist jewelry store, you know, they got like <laughs> cameras and shit in it. And this guy walks up to me from inside the store, can can tell that I'm, you know, I'm a gringo, dude. I'm white. I got a red beard. I have uh-huh. a shaved bald head. Like there's yeah. no mistaking this. Yeah. But he was talking to me in like very clear rudimentary Spanish, which I can speak pretty well. <laughs> And he just knew somehow. And he's like having this conversation with me, trying to get me to go into another part of the store. And I was like, I don't know, man. And then I left and I was like, I, I should have went in there. I wonder <laughs> no, what that guy would have had for I'm, me. I'm glad you didn't. Yeah, I mean, you know. Could we pause for a second? I can't hold my pee Absolutely. anymore. All right, it's back. And we're back. Right. We have to put something in the break there. Like, uh, I'll sing a song. Can you sing a song? Oh, <laughs> don't make me sing. I'll sing a song. I love that. Yeah. Oh yeah. What All if right. I had a wonderful operatic, operatic voice? I would be. That'd be awesome. Yeah. That'd be cool. You could. Well, smash you're in luck because guess what, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> the voice of an angel. Where you ever see the opera singers that can split their voice into two tones? I feel like a one Sarah McLaughlin can do that. I, I just. Pull the tears out of your face with that. I mean, could. like a like a plunger for your eyes, <laughs> which is probably one of the most disgusting things I can think yeah, of. Yeah, especially if you're one of those people that can't do eye stuff. Like some oh. people can't do fingernail stuff. You know when I used to hate the oh Pete's going after the gnat. I couldn't find oh, earlier nice. when people would in like Kill elementary it. school and middle school when they would turn their eyelids inside out. <laughs> Did you used to do that? No, but I forgot people did that. Oh, that used to. And That's then, so funny. They'd be like, hey, Stupid. Kate, look over here. And I'd look over and both their eyelids <laughs> would be inside. I'd be like, fuck! <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, it was so disgusting. Okay, so I, I started to ask Tom yeah. before we started recording again what Hogwarts house you're in. And, and I need to know. I, I don't know. I love the movies uh-huh. so much. I think about them in such a wonder. I think they're inherently nostalgic. Yeah. I didn't watch them when I was a kid. or uh-huh. when they're, I think I watched them when they are coming out, maybe. Okay. But I watched them mostly as an adult. Uh, and I fucking love them. And I like to watch them every holiday season. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm limited in my knowledge of like what kind of person goes into each house. Okay. But I took an online test. Uh-huh. Probably like one of those, you know, 20 question ones. And it came up with Ravenclaw. I figured. Yeah. I figured you're smarty. Ah, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'd be in Ravenclaw. I figured Not Ravenclaw or 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 Gryffindor. Honestly, Gryffindor? yeah, Hell yeah, redheaded. So they got a lot of the. the I'm a Hufflepuff, unfortunately. I but uh, but also for I mean, Hufflepuff is a dope house. It it's is, not the bad one. It's not the bad one, and. Uh, J.K. Rowling has said, like, if I wasn't a Gryffindor, I feel like, or she was like, I feel like everyone should strive to be a Hufflepuff, which I at the time was like. 
thanks, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> um, and then I listened to the books on tape because I had read them a while ago. And also, I have them on tape if you want them. That's a cool idea. Yeah. I could just put I them on a... never thought about that. On a... And it's Stephen Fry narrates it, and it's oh, great. Wait, really? Yeah, it's really, and his voices <laughs> are amazing. fantastic. It's so good. It's great. Um, but but in the books, they are very clearly against Hufflepuff. They're just sort of like, <laughs> if you're cunning, go to Slytherin. If you're brave, go to Gryffindor. If you're smart, go to Ravenclaw. And everyone else, go to Hufflepuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Which is unfortunate, but you know what? I went to my safety school. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only one that took me. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, one of my favorite Onion headlines was, uh, it made on death row, says, fuck it, reads all of Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, Love that. Damn. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah, I should give you the, the books if you want them. Uh, that would, I think that would be great. I would love that. Cool. I uh, yeah, it was one of those things I feel like I was just slightly too old for. Um, yeah, Harry Potter, just missed it. Yeah, maybe. How old are you? I'm 33. Really? Yeah. I'm only 25. That's crazy. <laughs> wow, that's nuts. <laughs> Damn. JK just turned 30. Uh, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Made it. Yeah. <laughs> I think we touched on it lightly before, but I absolutely love the 30s. Yeah, it's actually to, really, uh, really yeah, it's nice. Awesome. One of the big components I found, which probably a lot of people found in their 20s, was that you get to just be who who you are and who uh, you want to be. That's how you I know? feel. Yeah, because yeah, really cool. I was not that in my 20s. No. <laughs> no, I was so confused and trying so hard. I wish I had just said that out loud. I, I hope that whoever's listening, if they are in their 20s and they're trying to fake it, you could just say that you're having a hard time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like everyone would agree. Exactly. And there's something that might make you have a good time, but you don't want to do it because you don't think that it's cool or yeah. that other people, as long as you're not hurting somebody, yeah. obviously. But if it's like, if you're real into Since fucking if I could bugs or something. Surprise fight club. I'm yeah. Right. Hey, even then, go for it. <laughs> Today's real fuck yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I feel like the things that I wanted to embrace about my personality, I was scared to show in my 20s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's a real shame. It is. It makes me kind of sad yeah. to like look back and be like, "Oh, damn!" Right. I could have been, I could have been way less stressed because there yeah. was really nothing to be stressed about <laughs> exactly. at the time. Youth is wasted on the young, baby. That's it's totally true. Yeah, I still say twenties or thirties a new twenty. So I think it is too. I mean, if you think about it, our life expectancy it has changed as much as they told us it would when we were in like fourth grade. Remember when they told us we were going to live to like we're one hundred and thirty? That'd be dope. Or is that just me that on like Channel One News? Someone I said think that, that and was little weird. That. You being was, like, oh, you know what? There's one you know what? study is saying, and everyone's <laughs> like, it's racist. Stop! Shut the fuck up! <laughs> 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 and you're like, I read over the paper over a cup of coffee this morning. <laughs> yeah, uh, I did read the Scranton Times. You know what's wild? This is a stereotype that I'm making right now about Scranton people. Okay. <laughs> I don't know a single person from Scranton who puts cream or milk or sugar in their coffee. Everyone from Scranton that I know drinks their coffee black. Interesting. Everyone I know. Yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, it could be because I have the creamer right here. You know, there is creamer right there, and I saw yours with creamer in it, and yeah. I was like, "Damn, that looks good." Oh, do you want some? No, I'm good. I like it black more. But See? It looked good. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember, like, no one like, no one puts yeah. creamer in their coffee. I can read into it. It could be an efficiency thing. Yeah. It could be that when you met a big crew of people from Scranton proper in Philadelphia. It was probably like, also, like, money at the it time. It was money at the time. Yeah, yeah I mean, just li- yeah. lived very, uh, 
It's a good adjective that isn't too offensive. Frugally. Frugally, yeah. A floppy. Flop house style. <laughs> it's a flop, floppish lifestyle. It was like, oh, I can't live here anymore. I guess I'll live here. It's, oh, man. What a time. Yeah. What a weird, weird time. I'll never, I don't think I'll ever get over the regret of not partying as much as I could have. <laughs> Honest to God. I feel like I should have been just a little bit wilder. Yeah. I mean, just because you don't want to now or can't now or you feel it's, like. It's looked down upon now. It is looked down upon now. But think about how da- it was dangerous, but we made it out. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. I would say I wish I did more wildly, but I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you got I just, wild. Yeah, I, mean, I did pretty wild. Yeah, yeah. I look back and think of like certain things. And I'm like, I, no, no. Yeah. There was a time I distinctly remember being at uh, the house on Gratz Street in, in North Philly. Uh-huh. And... Which there was insane. It was an insane place. There was a like six inch mushroom bulge that was growing out of the corner of the kitchen that started to tip the refrigerator over. <laughs> there was one bedroom that was com- the ceiling was completely covered in mirrors. <laughs> There's nothing else that worked in the house, but some whoever lived there before on some coke fueled weekend went to Home Depot and put fucking mirrors up. Mirrors up! What a weird house. <laughs> I remember being there once and. The cops came to the front door, not to tell us to be quiet, but to say that they were starting a manhunt. Yeah. And that anybody who needed to walk home should walk home now because they're going to be starting a manhunt. And so everyone at the party was just like, fuck it, we're staying here. (laughs) (laughs) I guess we'll all just get really fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) Like, we weren't all, like, obviously we were, it was just a crazy. Yeah, it was insane. I remember the one time walking back to that, or I left with Matt Shim. Yeah. Matt Shimmelfinnick. Uh, uh, from Three Man Can and, 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 and various other awesome fellow musical projects. And he we went to go get beer and we were walking back and it was just like pop, pop, bang, 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 bang. And we were like while we were turning the corner and there was just a massive shooting in front of the house. There's people running, carrying each other. One woman was being carried, there's like fucking blood everywhere. And we were like, fuck, fuck, fuck. Well, we, and then the cops came and they cornered it off and they wouldn't let us back in the house. They're like, you can't go back. And then one younger cop came up. He's like, listen, if you walk down this part and like jump over the fence, you could go in the back door or whatever. So that's how we got back into the party. And that was another situation where the cops were like, nobody's leaving. <laughs> so Jesus Christ. Right there until like fucking, you know, until the next day. What a time. Yeah. What a weird time. It was super weird. Yeah. And it was like so many super intense, like, um, cultural, socioeconomic, racial issues that I don't think about. I didn't think about didn't it at the time, about, yeah. but in the morning, you know, talking to the neighbors, which is some older black dude who lived there for decades, and then we were, like, younger kids, and some of the kids who lived there were Temple students, and just, like, him being really upset that that happened, and he had to deal with it, and, like, talking about it with him and shit, we were like, yeah, this is fucking crazy. Yeah. You know, the world is this way. Yeah. And that, it's gotten a lot better in Philadelphia overall. That was the year that it was the murder capital, or, like, the two parts of it yeah, were the murder capital. Yeah, I think that was the same year that my, this one guy I went to college with, um... Got like pistol whipped oh, outside of his fuck. house. I remember that when they tied the, tied everybody up. Yeah. yeah, and then, and then we also got a uh, an email that said like there was a shooting, uh, but and someone died, but it wasn't a Temple student, so don't worry. Yeah, and, that's like the, was, what you read from the email. Yeah. yeah, and it was the it was a Temple student's boyfriend who went to Penn State who was visiting. Oh my, he, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like the, the, even like the whole like, you know, racist classes undertone of that was just, they just tried to, oh my, yeah. so much more complicated just, now. It was just, it's, it's like, 
we care about anyone dying. Yeah. We care, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, we care about it's, anyone it's, being shot. Anyone being shot. And the thing is, like, I felt like in the, I felt, I if I lived in North Philly my whole life. Yeah. And had to deal with a bunch of annoying, drunk college kids who are like, oh, I'm a Philadelphian now. Yeah. Like walking around and being loud and being drunk and being annoying. I'd be like, fuck these kids. Oh, totally. Fuck them. Yeah. And yeah. there's like, it's so complicated. Cause then like, it, you know, having the university there is bad because of like the annoying kids, which yeah. is like kind of, you know, it's not that big of a deal as far as it is like your life and your, your, yeah. your, your how it, your access to like, um, services and, and goods and things like oh. that. But, it also the real estate market changes, so it's very. If you don't own the house, yeah. it's gonna be, you're gonna get priced out, moved, gentrified yeah. to hell. But then there's also the access to. So you have all these kids taking these like social programs and shit there. And this is how my, my one friend uh, teaches at Temple was uh, uh, laid it out this way for me. And I never thought about that way before. He's like, yeah, well, we try to do some things. You know, they try to, to give like um, healthcare access to Temple Hospital, which is way further up north. Yeah, but just like some social programs for kids like teach the college kids how to you know whatever i don't even know what they'd be doing the examples that he used but it's like you have this massive super rich super smart institution on your neighborhood right here yeah but because of like the bizarre drug policies of the last 50 years like you're an 18 year old black kid the chances of you uh dying or going to jail is like it's an astronomical yeah know? and you're gonna get shot by somebody you know that might be your friend you know? yeah like, it's fucking it's, insane it's a it's it's so crazy because we have like yeah temples right there and then i remember we did this like touring kids show and we would go to like different schools and just being like oh my god like some of the schools that we went to was were truly fucked up there was oh, yeah. a, a room that was just called the discipline room and it was it was just bars it was like a jail cell i yeah. was like what the fuck and There's it's just so many like cops at the school it's like what at what point is it not a school you know yeah like, oh damn shit's sure, crazy i'd be pissed. you think maybe by the end of the podcast we could solve all of those uh, uh, uh i think as two white people yeah we could definitely we could definitely solve all of the uh, troubles uh, that have plagued. You know what happened? Northeastern you know what American happened? Cities. Two white people drinking coffee just never <laughs> sat down and thought to solve it before. So, yeah, yeah maybe we should. <laughs> maybe we should try that and really entertain everyone for the next X amount of time. Jesus Christ! <laughs> should we cut that whole thing? <laughs> no, no, yeah, uh, man. yeah, it was crazy back then. I was yeah. like, and then. Yeah, you know, did I tell the mushroom story the last time that we talked about your house? What? The with one the, when I lived with Augusta? Yeah, yeah, like a couple blocks away from me. Maybe. I might have. Maybe, maybe tell it again. I'm gonna tell it again. That's I'll what tell I, it I was again. wondering about because it was I was like, what story can I tell from back in the day when yeah. we were at your house? So Andy, well, I'm not gonna do his name. You don't know who he is. Yeah, I, I don't think he he definitely wouldn't care. I mentioned right. But me and him went, we had some mushrooms left over, and we're like, all right, we're going to Augusta's house. We're going to take these mushrooms. It's, I think it's just her hanging there or whatever. I don't know what it is. But we took them, and they started to kick in, and it was super weird. Um, actually, no, it was awesome at first. It was great. It was just like starting to set in. She fucked with me real hard because it got to the point on mushrooms where you're like, you're, uh, you lose that tongue-to-brain connection. Yeah. Which I also got to say, I don't recreationally take psychedelics anymore. I take psychedelics, but not in like a... Let's walk down hey. a street in the middle of South Philly <laughs> at fucking midnight uh, while I'm tripping balls because it's like, a, you know, comparable to alcohol. No, not, nothing yeah. like that. Yeah. And you know, Gus is everything's real colorful in her house oh, and shit, yeah. so it's real great. But uh, she gets a video camera out oh. and she's like, starts asking me these like, uh, 
po- world political questions and my opinions Christ, on them. Just fuck with me. So she has that videotape somewhere, and it's probably hilarious or really, really. That's what I would be shown in hell. Like if they're like, <laughs> "You died. Uh, you have to sit here and watch this videotape of you yeah. for the rest of eternity." <laughs> but I went out on the front porch and I was smoking a cigarette. This guy, she fucking, had a good front porch. It was the best. Yeah, yeah, you guys had a great front porch there. Yeah. Uh, this guy rolls up on his motorcycle on the sidewalk, uh-huh. uh, just like ripping down the street. And that's like, you know, something that might happen, but I extra thought it wasn't weird because I was hallucinating. For sure. Uh, <laughs> and he, the guy gets off and he's like, yo, what's up, buddy? He's like real talkative and shit. And he's talking to me and he's like, you know, you just, that weird thing that happens to you on mushrooms. This guy's just way over sharing about his sick dad and yeah. all this stuff. And he pulls out like a full bottle just full of Advan and shit um, and, and Xanax. He's just like showing me what he took from uh-huh. the bar and he's like asked me if I want some. He like gave me some and I took it put it in my pocket. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, man, this neighborhood has changed and this shit's crazy. Man, let me show you this. Let me show you this. Let me show you how I keep the house. And he goes in the house and he comes back out and then without saying anything, he just hands me his gun. <laughs> so, so I was tripping balls standing on the corner holding a pistol and I was like, all right, remember what do you do? Okay, make sure he took the... Um, uh, he took the uh, uh, the magazine out. Make sure there's not one in the chamber. Pull back. Open the gun. I'm tripping balls. The gun's like glowing and becoming part of my hand. Uh, yeah, it was super, super weird. Jesus Christ. And the story doesn't go too far anywhere. I kind of just like pretended like I wasn't shook and like gave it back to him. Yeah. I was also tripping on mushrooms. It wasn't like that massive of a deal. But I just yeah. pictured myself like... A cop walking down the sidewalk sees me standing there holding a gun. I honestly <laughs> tripping on mushrooms. think I would have gone insane in that moment. Just lost it. It would have been too much for me. I would have been like, oh, God, they're all going to see. And they're going to be like, who's going to see? And I'll be like, all of them. All of them. <laughs> Everyone who I'm scared of uh, is going to see all at once. Jesus yeah. Christ. And then so then we just got hammered with that guy. And then he got back <laughs> on his motorcycle and he drove away. Never to be heard from again. Yeah, no, I saw him. Did a he? Times. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, did he exist? Yeah, I don't think he <laughs> remembered. Be... It. He was definitely maybe he didn't exist. <laughs> did you remember? Did you? And uh, it's always sunny. There's a moment where they take acid. Like, uh, oh my god! And he's in the green suit. Charlie's yeah. in the green suit. And he's like, wait a minute. He thought he was in a bathroom, but he was just in like a trash can. Yeah, the and he's like, wait a minute. How long have I been standing here? And they're like, maybe like a minute. What? <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the episode. It's so good. I forgot about that. Damn. I think that of, I'm sure there's a lot of uh, uh, car, like you know copy and pasted. It's always sunny moments of my life that I've had just living yeah. down there for so long. But that might be the the one. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I do. That's I miss. No, I'm really happy that we had the time that we did where we didn't. Like, I didn't, I knew that death was a thing. <laughs> Conceptually, I knew. Yeah. I knew people who had passed away. Yeah. It, it, it just, at the time, I was like, I am going to be in my 20s forever. Yeah. These cigarettes will never come back to haunt me. No, I quit whenever. Yeah, I could quit. <laughs> I could quit if I want, but I just like it. <laughs> I just like it, you know? Yeah. And just going to die anyway. Taking a ton of Adderall and yeah. just... Just living like a little reckless. I had a toothache once. Didn't have health insurance. Maybe I did. Doesn't matter. Had a toothache and I was like Tuesday afternoon and I just walked to um, Grumpy's and I just got a mountain. Maybe it wasn't Grumpy's. It was something else. Doesn't matter. I just walked to a bar and I ordered two shots of whiskey and then I was like, okay, see ya. Just in the afternoon. Just like on a Tuesday. Just walking around. Totally. Uh, That's it, man. I don't always go to like a 
grumpies or wherever around there and hop in and have yingling and a shot. I'm like, all right, here we go. Next day. Because you just walk. You don't have to fucking drive anymore. Yeah, you walk everywhere. It was great. And Uh. it was okay to just be drunk. It was like back when people worked in factories or in the fields. You just be (laughs) drunk all day no matter what you were doing. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of a crazy thing that happened that I haven't told the story about or like something that happened in Philly that I haven't told the story about yet, but I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't though. do a whole lot of crazy stuff. I told the scabies story, and that was... That's pretty... That's a great fucking story. <laughs> God damn. If you haven't heard that story, listen to the episode of Things I Used to Lie About, where you tell the story. Oh, my God. I almost died while you were telling that story. It's so fucking funny. Man. Uh, I mean... There's just so many awesome nostalgic things that we could, that happened. You know, like when there was yeah. snow and the city would shut down. The oh. time when it snowed like a foot and SEPTA went on strike, so all oh. public transportation was shut down. That Everybody was, was just good. like, well, I guess we're going to be home now. That was good stuff. Yeah. Did I ever tell you the gold bond story? I don't think so. This was a big moment in my life. I well, I can't wait to hear it. Oh, no. If it's a big moment, it's a turning point. Was it when you realize that menthol, gold bond, and gold bond are different things? Are you kidding? So I Did I, are really you hard. sure that I didn't tell you this story? No, I just learned that lesson maybe in a similar way. but With your dick? With my balls, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> so I'm home, minding my own business. <laughs> Emotionally eating a bag of Reese's uh, minis. <laughs> <laughs> Not going out and enjoying my youth. You know, and then my friend was like, hey, do you want to come over, hang out on the roof? Cool. Yeah, maybe, but probably not. And then she was like, so-and-so is going to be there. And I was like, so-and-so, that's hot little slice. Sign me up. Be there in a moment. And off I went. And we, everyone gets drunk, yada, yada. Someone told so-and-so I was into him. Great. He was like, you want to get out of here? It was and the I, analog hinge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, um... Sure. Yeah, but I'm not going to have sex with you because that's what I thought I had to say, and I thought that's what I had to not do. Like I didn't yeah. think I was allowed to do it. But you just said this is like one of the first things that you said. Yeah. Well, nice. And he was just like, "Yeah, okay, whatever." Nice. And I was like, "All right." Because he was like, "That's that's what you think." Yeah. <laughs> and so we go home and and like to my apartment, and then we we start hooking up. And I was like, "We're not having sex." He's like, "Fine." <laughs> <laughs> Mind you. Just recovered from scabies at this point. So I had. So this is kind of just like the bumps next part and of the scars story. all over oh. me. So, and was. Didn't go to therapy for uh, the eating disorder that I have and that I am now in therapy for. So I'm a lot better with a lot of things, but for multiple reasons, for both my body and scabies, I wanted the lights off. But the thing is, you couldn't see anything with the lights off at all. <laughs> so we were fumbling around. I had chronic dry mouth because of all the whiskey. Yeah. Long story short, he asked if I had lube and I heard lotion because I was like, maybe it's time to just call it a night. This isn't working, you know? That's yeah, a common thing to ask for lotion. <laughs> it's like, yeah, I'm going to go to bed. I, probably, I need to make sure I'm moist before I, was I like, go. Maybe he has dry elbows like me. <laughs> <laughs> I like to lotion up before bed, you know? The elbows are the first sign that you're getting old. Um, <laughs> that's not why. I just had... they. It, I had lotion because I was so fucking itchy. <laughs> <laughs> so I really thought he wanted lotion for something else, and I handed him 
uh, but he couldn't see where I got it from because the lights were off. Yeah. And I got it and it was gold bond with, with, uh, with menthol. Oh my God. And I handed it to him and he put it on his dick. <laughs> and then he was in like 20 seconds. He was like, ah! what the fuck did you give me? And I was like, I was like, where'd you put it? And it was just fumbling around in the dark. That's uh, fucking incredible. True mess. And then I thought I had to, um, Cosmo magazine is not, I don't think it's written by women for women. I think it's written yeah. by men. It's either written by men or children. It's they they say shaft so many times. I feel like there's a quota. Not to get too sidetracked, I know a person who writes shit for Cosmo that is man. Boom. And I think it's either I don't want to. I'm just for the sake of the story. I'm going to say Ghost writes it. Okay, but I think he might do like a. Uh, this is a man's opinion thing, and he just yeah. like fucking vomits it out, and it's like a paycheck. <sighs> so. I read so much Cosmo in high school, <laughs> and I was like... That's the one that has, like, 70 tips to give your man the best blowjob kind of... Yeah. Yeah, okay. And so I was like, tap into those... Mind you, hammered. Yeah. And I was like, tap into those old... Those, those old tips in there. Tips. I know one thing they like to hear. Wow, it's huge. <laughs> <laughs> And I said it like a kid seeing a fire truck in a parade. Uh. <laughs> it's like, wow, look at that! <laughs> like two hands claps against your cheeks. I was like, like, you don't say! <laughs> this, is, this is pre-Goldman. I'm like, ah, oh, I'm really going to get the juices flowing for this guy. <laughs> and I was just like, wow, you should really write home about this size. And so then, uh, you know, whatever, uh, and then my mouth was dry, and I was like, I don't want to do this. I feel like this isn't going... I, I, my mouth is dry. Yeah. I can't... I don't... I can't do this. Yeah. That's when he asked for lube. Because... Wow. I'm not going to make any assumptions of where he was trying to go with it. At first, I was going to say, maybe you gave him the lotion. It was like, you know, you said, um, we're not doing it. So yeah. So too bad. Yeah. Or maybe he was going to just jerk off, you know? You know I, there's no way of knowing <laughs> because. because I chemically burned his penis. <laughs> In an attempt to be like, oh, yeah, I have whatever you need. Here you go. And it was fucking just uh, scorched him. That's so fucking scorched funny. Scorched him without meaning to. And then afterwards, I was like, oh, I should probably, fin- yeah, I should probably finish sucking his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That is what I felt, which is, in hindsight, I, don't need to, I didn't need to do that. No, but it was nice. It wasn't it was an obligation, ni- was like, oh, but it's like, man. it burnt you. He was nice, and I heard him. And yeah, I'll- I thought, you know, he's still thought he was attractive so this is where it gets even worse so yeah i burned him and then i was like all right let me let me just it's weird because i'm looking at you directly in the face (laughs) but a lot of times in cosmo they say that (laughs) that you're supposed to swallow it But they don't say how much comes out. There's <laughs> no prefaced warning. They're just like that part's written by the dude. So, so when he asked, when he asked where, I was like, my mouth. It's <laughs> <laughs> like that, my mouth. Yeah. Then it started and it didn't stop, and I spit it out all over him. Oh my god! Like, ah, that's the grossest thing I've ever tasted. Disgusting. <laughs> So I literally burned him body and soul. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. 
I bet uh, I hope by some chance he listens to this and is laughing as well. I hope so. I hope yeah. it's I hope it still works. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I he don't. He just has this weird know. aversion to lotion for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be so dry. And <laughs> you know what it'll be? It'll be like the smell is what gets him. It'll be like somebody walks by and has it on, and it just brings him right back. He can never use Vicks. <laughs> he can never again. He just gets real irrationally angry with his wife. Oh she God! <laughs> it was oh just terrible. I was. He was like, I asked, and I was like, he didn't say it in a mean way. He was just like, he was broken. He yeah. looked at like. Because by then, like, the moonlight was kind of coming in, so I could kind of <laughs> see him. And he looked, like, broken. He was just like, I asked. And I was like, yeah, this wasn't a good night for you, my dude. <laughs> to be fair, I said I wanted to watch 30 Rock. Yeah. Hey, and to be fair, I mean, finished. He's in bed with a girl he likes at the end. You I know? Mean, it's kind of, night didn't go that bad. He had a couple uphill struggles. <laughs> Is that? I think that might be a good note to to to, to wrap it up. And what then Tom and Kate never spoke again. Never spoke again. <laughs> I kind of just she was like, "Hey, can you lock the door behind you?" And that was the last thing that we ever said. No one ever saw Kate again. Just went into hiding. So anyway, yeah, guys, I'm single. <laughs> I'm single. You can find me. <laughs> I'm in therapy. Yeah. Oh, well, I think uh, so. I start. I'm trying to think about doing like a uh, case. Somebody was telling me they listened to this and their kids were listening, and I was like, "Shit, I should probably be like." In this episode, don't listen to it with your kids because whatever. In this episode, we'll have to go over. We got death. Yeah. Um, sexuality. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, substance abuse. Yep. Uh, generational inherited trauma. So I'll have to put mm-hmm. all those at the beginning. We the solved end. racism. We so- oh, we did solve racism. I forgot racism. about yeah, that. Forgot and about classism that. and systematic yeah. oppression. Just, you yeah. know. Yeah. How to motivate people. Yeah. Uh, we went over that. Yeah. Cool. We got it all. Yeah, we we solved it. I want people to know I'm <laughs> kidding about that. <laughs> I feel like it needs to be known that I am I am kidding and I don't think it's a funny joke. Yeah, because there probably are some people who, who, who are going to be like, um, no, the fuck you didn't. It's like I obviously, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the you know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> well, hey, that's the equivalent. I can't believe that you just showed me uh, in this podcast. One thing I'm going to take away from it really well is the equivalent of the air guitar or the guitar chord that you smash <laughs> when you fuck up. Is you just go, <laughs> and it works. <laughs> I can make sounds too. <laughs> right? But yeah, right. thank you. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. This is amazing. What fun. I always have fun when you're on the freaking pod, my dude. Hell yeah. Anytime. I'll come back anytime. Aww. Yeah. Thanks, I'm, I'm a little bummed that we didn't do it on the swan boat like we, uh, yeah. like we thought of last night. But yeah. I feel like that would have ended pretty bad. I... You know, what? breath. You know, maybe next time. Maybe next time we do it. Maybe on the next swan time boat. we do a portion of it on the swan boat. That's perfect. All right. Hell yeah. Go 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 go. Deal. Well, freaking Thomas Mayathy, <laughs> Thomas Mayweather. Hell yeah. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm cutting it right there. Hugest, biggest thank you to Kate for doing this podcast. Uh, that was such a great fucking time, and honestly, it was one of the best days of my life. Just cruising around Los Angeles, seeing old friends, getting shit done. Um, Woke up, shot over, and did the podcast with Kate. And then we met up with Felicia from Epitaph and the rest of the band at a house owned by Levi's uh, where they dressed us up in a bunch of awesome jeans and shirts and jackets and shit. And then we got to just keep them. It was uh, incredible. Uh, After that, we met up with um, some friends and saw The Irishman, which...
much fucking ruled. Uh, Lauren Denizio from Warriors came, and uh, one of my oldest and best musician pals, um, Adam Warnoff from The Leftovers. He currently works on Bob's Burgers and always has the coolest, wildest stories about that shit. And it, it was just a, one of the days where it, like, you know, it wasn't super extravagant and absolutely was not boring, but it was just like your, 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 uh, um, you know, the plate that you would stamp the rest of my fucking life with. It was great. Uh, enough rambling, bro. See you next time. Bye bye. Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and, in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 